Welcome back to the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all the latest news for the Oscars that just took place a day or two ago. And of course, I am here with the new reigning champion for the Oscar predictions, Tristan. How are you doing? Doing great. I feel vindicated. After my blunder last year, I'm back where I deserve to be, wearing the belt as the champion. No one's surprised. Every day since I recorded that podcast, I felt less and less confident about my picks and more and more confident about Tristan's picks. Uh, Jack, I even told Tristan off the podcast, I believe the day after we did our podcast of the predictions, he messaged me and said, I've switched my picks. And he showed me his picks that he's switching, and they were just all the ones Tristan predicted. I was like, okay, yeah, Tristan was a step or two ahead of the rest of us. And yeah, sure enough, uh, you saw it uh, just a few days before we could, could see the light at the end of the tunnel for the Coda victory. Absolutely. Uh, we're just going to start right now, jump in with the, uh, the big one, the best picture winner here. Not Naturally the biggest goes. news from the Oscars, everybody. We can talk about the elephant in the room later if you want. But we, we can do that now, too. Uh, whatever, whatever you, you want to talk about. Yeah, there's no format for this, unlike the last podcast where we made the predictions. This is just whatever we're in the mood to discuss. Well, let's go over best picture. Let's go over best picture first. Let's do it now. Coda squeaking out the victory over the other nine contenders for this Oscar. I'm really happy that, that Coda won this one. Obviously, it's my prediction. And I personally believe, of the 10 movie nominated, the most deserving winner. I, I'm really, really happy this one won. It's probably my second favorite of the 10 nominated next to Dune because I freaking love Dune, but I love Coda just as much. Uh, I'm really, really happy this one won. And it, won, it swept. It won all three of the categories it was nominated for. Troy Costner, supporting actor, and then a, I uh, can't remember her name, unfortunately, for screenplay, but she crushed it, of course. Sean, and I believe, I forget her last name, but her first name's Sean. Sean. Okay, yeah, yeah, she did great on the screenplay. And so it won all three of the awards it was nominated for. How often does that happen where a movie clean sweeps? Obviously, like, um, when they're nominated for more than one category. I mean, if you're nominated for one category, it's kind of easy. But when you're nominated for three and you clean sweep them, that's pretty impressive. I believe... No, uh, sorry, I was going to say Parasite, but I believe Parasite went four of the five. I don't think it clean swept. So, you know, uh, well, uh, Tristan, we have another film this year that clean swept. Tammy Faye won both of the awards it was nominated for. Was it only nominated for two? Yeah. Oh. Wow, good, good for Tammy Faye. Yeah, yeah. Who would Tristan, did you think, sitting here tonight, that Tammy Faye would walk away with two wins and power the dog, which was the titan of this entire ceremony, only walked away with one. Tammy Faye got uh, more wins. If than you the go dog. back to her Oscar prediction category, Quentin, yes, one hundred percent, I did see that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tristan that did was exactly what I predicted. I, I said on the podcast, I thought Power of the Dog was only going to walk away with one win, and I really believe it was the only one. It, I, I feel like it probably deserved a couple others, but it was the one that I felt it had for sure most unlock. Best director kind of always feels like if you don't give can't give a movie best picture, give a best director. I kind of yeah. feel that's what happened here a lot. You know what I mean? Where it's like. The next closest thing, the best picture, but not quite. I think that's kind of where it went. Which, to be fair, I think Power of the Dog was the best directed film, so I think it was a great win. It was good that they fought, they, they at least that's got fair. a I, was, I think it was a better directed film than Coda, hence why Coda wasn't even nominated for best director. Yeah, and Coda was uh, fantastically directed. It obviously would have been nominated if it had this buzz 
just yeah. a few weeks before. I mean, the and there was only is an argument for why it should be both best director, and I believe it was Troy Costner who brought it up in his speech why he believed the director for Coda deserved to be nominated because directing is all about you know giving people direction, right? It's all directing is communicating effectively with a team, and she was able to do that through the language barrier of having a majority cast that couldn't speak uh, or I mean couldn't hear, right? All all they were deaf, and so yeah. Obviously, that was a tremendous challenge for any director to overcome, and this director did it with flying colors. I can't, who directed Coda? I don't. I don't even know the name of the. Director. They weren't nominated. I don't, I don't know their name. It's Sean. It's the same person that wrote the screenplay. Oh, I thought I thought it was her, but I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that's why she got the screenplay win. You know, I, I guess I just think this was their way of actually awarding her because she wouldn't have gotten an Oscar her. for no, she wouldn't have gotten it for better. so. I thought the screenplay was their way of at least acknowledging her because I do think her directing was stronger than the screenplay. I thought her directing was really, really good. Uh, I think yeah. I still think I would say Jane Campion just because I just thought the way they meticulously showed everything in that film is what made the film good was just how uh, they paced the film and how she was able to get everybody to make their roles individualized so well with, you know, the you know, great ensemble cast. But I agree with you that Sean, who directed Coda, was fantastic. I thought, I think she was my second favorite director of the year. I think she did a fantastic job. I remember when they announced the directors, I kind of was hoping she might have squeaked in there because she was really, really good at directing a film because of the language barrier. She was able to tell such a great story despite this giant hurdle she had to go through. And I believe this is her first full film that she directed. I could be wrong. Dang, wow. Great for her. For directorial debut, that's very, very impressive. It could be, maybe she had like one smaller film before. One smaller film, but maybe. still. For, for, very know, early, though. Yeah, she's a, a young director and early on in her career. Yeah. A, a very high bar to set this early in her career, that's for sure. Yeah, it was very well done. Yeah. Anything else about the Best Picture winners or the nominees? Uh, for Best Picture in particular? Uh, not necessarily uh, just best picture, but I did want to bring up a stat that I've been thinking about all throughout today. Because obviously Apple is the first streaming service to get the best picture win that yep. Netflix has been vying for. We all thought, or you know, all of us except for Tristan thought this was going to be the year Netflix finally claimed it. And they got beat up by another streaming service. Yeah. And they've been trying to go for this really hard for four years. And so I pulled up all of the big films that they really try to contend with here for Netflix. We thought they were going to be the first to do it. They couldn't. And I started to think about it. And maybe it's because of Power of the Dogs. Very terrible performance here. Is Netflix good at getting wins? Like Netflix is... They really haven't gotten that many. No. They're a... Well, I I guess like in 2019 also, didn't they lead the way with the most wins? But well, that's only because they had like four movies in the best picture race, I think, right? And of course, not in the one best picture. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But they have done a great job with getting nominations. But yeah, they seem to, to lead the way with best noms. I mean, with most noms, I mean. Yeah, I think every year, I think Netflix has the most nominations as a studio. Uh, and I don't know the stack compared to the other studios, but I would imagine at the end of the night, they are probably like near the bottom. Like they, they never really turn Is out. The only that one, one tonight? Uh, they none only of the one won one tonight. There. Yeah. They only won one because the documentary wasn't theirs. The wasn't theirs. I believe they only won one, at least from their bigger films. But, yeah, but uh, even the smaller ones, I'm trying to think of. I don't think they won any. 
Um, no, even Robin Robin for short and uh, for animated short didn't win. And that yeah. was there is. That was, that was their contender. They always have a, an animated one, an animated contender. Like they yeah. won last year, best animated short with a. Um, yeah. If anything happens, I love you. Yeah, but mostly just looking at the, like their big films, not necessarily the smaller ones, because you know I, I couldn't get that much information uh, while I was on my break at work. But Roma was nominated for five and only won three for uh, foreign director and cinematography. Mary's Story was nominated for six; it only won one for supporting actress. Irishman was nominated for ten; it didn't win any. Trial oh of the Chicago Trial of the Chicago Seven was nominated for five; it didn't win any. Mink was nominated for 10. It won two for cinematography and production design. Power of the Dog was nominated for 12. It won one for director. Lost Daughter was nominated for three. It won none. And Tick, Tick, Boom was nominated for two, and it won none. Those are some horrendous stats. They have three movies that were nominated for 10 or more and came back with either three wins or less. Yeah. And That's insane. So the full stat here is eight big contending films, really, from the last four years that are some of the best performing films nomination-wise of the last four years. They have gathered a total of 53 nominations with only seven wins. Wow. Yeah. I do also think, though, could there be something to do with Netflix and always being the frontrunner and then having the frontrunner lose? Because Roma, I remember back in 2017, was a big frontrunner. Everyone thought Roma was going to win. And then it doesn't, right? I mean, prior to, like, leading up to Oscar ceremonies. And then same with Mink, right? Prior to, everyone thought Mink before it coming out was going to be the big one that year. Everyone thought Mink was going to be the, the big winner. It came out with a blunder, and I think everyone knew it was going to win now. And then Power of the Dog. Everyone thought it was going to win this year. It was the big winner, the landslide victory, and then it didn't win. They keep having the front runners, and then they keep losing them. Do they just overhype themselves? Maybe, maybe. I think the one exception would be uh, Nomadland. You did say Mank was a, a hype at the beginning, mostly just because it's about Citizen Kane. But I think as soon as the film came out... Uh, Once the film came out, yeah. it didn't have the hype. It was all pre-release hype. Yeah. It was all before the release of the film. Then but when like, the movie came out, everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's hype. Yeah, but every other year, whenever there's like a front runner, and I know 2019 was mostly 1917... That had a lot of the buzz, but like Irishman was also, uh, people thought were, ha- had a decent chance, you know, early in the race at least, uh, until 1917. So yeah. Pick up a lot of the awards. And it does seem like maybe it's just the way the Oscars are going, except for Nomadland, which was like, it, it was a steamroll all the way. It was so predictable they didn't even have it as the last award of the night. But let's look at the other three awards Green Book kind of snuck past Roma. Parasite snuck past 1917, and then we got Coda that really snuck past. Like it was, it was on the nail that it snuck past and beat up Power of the Dog. Yeah, maybe we're just in the year or the decade of the underdogs. Like the really the you know the film darlings. I wouldn't call Green Book a darling, but like Parasite and Coda really feel like exceptions to the rule of the last couple of years. Yeah, they're they're most highly interesting characters. How they're they're both of them, particularly Coda, only having three noms, and then Parasite having five noms, being a foreign film that a lot of people probably haven't seen prior to the Oscars coming out or prior to all of his noms for the Oscars, really coming out of nowhere and beating these big, you know, juggernaut films that everyone thought were going to sweep the Oscars. I, I do think we are seeing less and less of those big movies that get nominated for 10, 12 Oscars win eight, ten of them. Typically, if they're nominated for ten, twelve Oscars. 
they very rarely do they win a lot. We see that with the Netflix movies, but even other ones like 1917, which were nominated for a whole bunch last year. I can't remember how many it won, but it didn't win that that many compared to how many it was nominated for. We thought it could have won. Um, then again, we did get Dune this year, which did end up winning six, which is crazy, right? So we do saw some of those movies, particularly the technical awards. I feel it's still very possible, and we see it happen like just last night, where a movie does sweep the technical awards. But when was the last time we saw a movie sweep the big six, or even three or four of the big six, right? The screenplays, the acting noms, the best picture, the director. When was the last time a movie won a bunch of those? That's Parasite, right? Which won two of the big six, which is the closest. I mean, yeah, a random stat that I just heard a month ago, but you just reminded me because you made that statement. The last movie to have won, I believe the term is the big five, which is director, screenplay, picture, lead actor, lead actress. Oh, yeah, those are the big five your movie can get nominated for. Yeah. Um, of course, you can't get both screenplays. Next to impossible to do on my That is exceptionally difficult. Yeah, it's tough. You have to have one hell of a movie on your hand and still get exceptionally lucky in order to pull that off. Nearly impossible, especially in this day and age where they, they tend to spread the wealth. Uh, maybe not so much this year. It was very much Dune and Coda, like did, uh, which was your entire... A bet that paid off, Tristan, but it really was those two that walked away with. They were really the two best yeah. movies. That's why. Yeah. I think Dune might be one of, if not, I think might be the first or one of the few movies to win six awards but not be nominated for best director at all. Have to be the best in six different categories, but the director doesn't get credit for it. But the director has nothing to do with it. You were the best in six categories at the Oscars, where your director he, he wants to partake. It is crazy to think. And I think especially after last and Oscar, it was surprising that was Paul Thomas Anderson nominated for Licorice Pizza for Best Director? Yeah. Yeah, that one, it was surprising because that movie didn't win a single thing. And it, it was nominated for Best Director over, over Dune, which swept a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is true. On to the, to the acting categories here. We already mentioned Troy Costner winning Best Supporting Actor, which I was super stoked to see. And I think he gave... The best speech of the night, hands down. I thought his speech oh, was for sure. phenomenal. I, I really, really enjoyed his speech. Honestly, probably one of the highlights of the night for me, I thought. Really enjoyed that. And seeing a, um, what's her name again? The one presenting the award from a, uh, oh, from uh, Minari last year. She was awesome. John Yoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought the two of them great. were adorable together. Yeah, I love the two of them up there. Yeah. And then immediately after, followed by with Chris Evans going, congrats, Troy Coster. Here's a, here's a trailer for the new Lightyear movie I'm <laughs> That was so painful. The Oscars this year were so frustrating. It was a horrendous show. I loved a lot of the winners. I loved the, the actual awards themselves and the speeches given. I liked a lot of that. But anything beside, besides that was horrendous to me. They cut eight of the awards out of the live show and still went 45 minutes over the three-hour runtime. What the hell did they cut them for then? Yeah, it was pointless. It really was because... Now, I don't have 23 awards I'm sitting there excited for. I am now down to 15 awards that I'm excited for because I knew the winners of those eight. So whenever one of them started, I kind of just sat there going, I already know what happened. I didn't. I didn't look them up at all. So they were still new to me when they were on. The only one I knew prior to was Eyes of Tammy Faye because by the time that one came out, because the very last one they showed at the eight, I saw on my phone. But that was the only one. The rest of them I was, I didn't know prior to Okay. Okay. Well, well, I, I probably should have done that. I unfortunately had a bet on one of the eight, so I just wanted to see if I won. But, you know, That's I couldn't, fair. I couldn't resist. But did you win it? I did not. I did not. It was one of my long. Uh, th this was 
really whatever was the front runner for the uh, the gold derby and the the, the, the bet online whatever was at the front it ended up winning so you know i, I banked on you know i, I want to throw like i threw like 15 bucks on some long shots uh you know hoping maybe something crazy would happen i was rooting for a bit of chaos uh but really this might be the most predictable group yet right like there wasn't a single one that shocked me and i feel like i was shocked the the, the last few years by at least one but there, there was none yeah there were no big surprises it was always either the front runner one or the one that is say the category didn't have a clear front runner yeah. there's two kind of 50 50 in it might have been one of those two but then that was it there are no big surprises no no mo- movies that we thought were in third place pulled out a victory it was never you know any not, no, nothing major surprises unfortunately the only surprise of the night was when Will Smith went up there and slapped Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, it is funny that the one shock of the night had nothing to do with the awards. And <laughs> nothing to do with it, because, you know... And also, the one truly entertaining and, you know, buzzy kind of moment of the night also had nothing to do with any of the scripted bits or pre-planned sketches or segments that the Oscars came up with. None of that stuff was relevant or people cared about. It only takes up time and attention away from the actual movies that should, we should be there to appreciate. And instead, they fill it with stupid tours of the Academy Museum and other bullcrap, like Amy Schubert coming down in a Spider-Man costume. Terrible. It was, it was horrendous. It was, it was, I hated all the sketches. I, I didn't care for the hosts. I don't think either one did, did like a horrendous job. One, we just don't need three hosts. Too many people. Takes up too much time. A three-way monologue at the beginning doesn't work. And two, they never really felt like they did any hostly duties. It felt like more like they would interrupt the show with a stupid skit, and then an announcer would walk on and actually just announce the award. They never really felt like they were hosting anything. Even when, when, when shit hit the fan and, 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 you know, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock, they still didn't come on and host the show, really. You know, it's not like they, that's the time when a host should have stepped up, and no one did anything because there's three of them. Who should have stepped up? One of the three? They also the other one would have gone. I don't get why there are three hosts. I don't know why... It felt like the hosts weren't actually hosting and ushering the show along at all. Nothing felt good except for the awards and the speech. That's all I want to see. Awards, speech, awards, speech. The few other things I did like, I liked the reunion throwbacks, you know, like when they did it for yes. James Bond or for, for Godfather. Those were fun. They haven't done that before, and I think they should keep that. Keep that. Get rid of the hosts. Get rid of the skits. Get rid of the, the Beyonce performance at the beginning. I know that was a nominated song, but it wasn't a live performance, so why, why was it even there? It was like a a music video for three minutes at the beginning of the show. I don't know. It was 25 minutes before they announced the first award. I know. It was brutal. Why? I turned on to watch the awards, not 25 minutes of things that aren't that. I don't know why that was there. That's what they got to work on. That's why people who want to watch the awards aren't watching the awards. People who don't want to watch the awards aren't going to watch them. You're not going to get that audience back. They have other better things to watch now, right? It's no longer the era of cable television. What's on TV is what you can watch. But people who do want to watch the awards want to watch the awards. They don't want to watch all this other bullcrap. Yeah, let's get into the things we liked and didn't like about the actual show. I agree with you that the three hosts weren't really great, and it was mostly the skits. The the skits, they had, you know, it it took a little, it took a minute or two to get it all set up, and it really amounted to nothing. Like, none of these are going to catch. Nobody's talking about them. None of them were funny. Like, her handing out stuff like, oh, here's a Blu-ray of The Last Duel. No one's seen it. Uh, and I don't blame the three of them. Yeah. I really, really don't. Because no. it's not their fault. There's no way to make those enjoyable and funny. No, they right? get pressure. Passing PG for a PG audience, it has to be done live in front of a live studio audience. 
it can't take up too much time. It has to be quick, and everyone has to get the joke, so it can't be too insidery. It has to be generic for a casual audience to understand. There's no way of making this funny. There isn't, right? It's not going to be funny. It doesn't have to be funny. I didn't put on SNL. I put on the Oscars. Yeah, I thought the skits were the worst part. I thought a few of the jokes near the beginning uh, were pretty good. I was, they, I thought they were decently funny. Yeah, I, I, yeah I think I, I think the jokes itself weren't actually too bad. Even if they were bad and cringy, it was like funny to laugh at. How I laughed was. a good amount yeah, through it because it was quick, right? Like at least they quickly say a joke, even if it sucked. Like you're already moving on. Like they, when they have these little skits, like her on the Spider Man thing, that lasted a couple of minutes and it it fell flat instantly. Like if it was a joke. We would have moved on already. That's the worst part about the skits. Like, I think the best joke of the night, very early on, and I was like, okay, this is a good night, but I, I didn't laugh since that moment. And that was when they were like, oh, hey, uh, COVID's been really tough on us the last two years. Look at Timothy Chalamet, and it cut to J.K. Simmons. I was in the kitchen putting stuff in the oven at that moment, and I just heard the audio. And, I'm like, what? and I literally said, what are they talking about? Timothy Chalamet's a great-looking man. And Hayden's like, oh, no, they cut to an old guy. It was a joke. I'm like, oh, okay. And he didn't know who the old guy was, I guess. <laughs> yeah, cut to J.K. Simmons. It was hilarious. It was really funny. So that was a really good joke. That, that kind of threw me out. Um, but, you know, the rest of it was fine. I, yeah, I don't like the skits. It takes a lot of time. Like you said, we already knew the gate winners. I don't know why we had to cut them because clearly we ran over the time, baby. They, they did not they do a good job over 45 minutes over. And just to show you how bad the pacing was, I remember it was 40 minutes left of the scheduled show, right? So for me, that means it was 10, 20 because it's scheduled from 8 to 11. We had 40 minutes left until we hit 11 when presumably the show would be done. I knew it wasn't going to be because it never, never is. But I checked, counted my sheet, and we saw 12 categories they haven't announced yet, right? Some of them were still the ones from the pre-show that you haven't yeah. shown yet. But I knew they're still going to show those ones. So we still have 12 categories they're going to show in the live show, right? I turned to Hayden and go, there's no way they're going to do 12 categories in 40 minutes, right? Then, within 10 minutes, by the time it hit 11.35, so maybe like 15 minutes, they went through six awards. I'm like, holy shit, we're down to six left, Hayden. They might actually do this. <laughs> then it hit 11 before they announced any of those six awards, I'm pretty sure. Maybe one of the six by the time it hit 11. And I'm like, what? They just blew through six in 10 minutes, and it didn't feel rushed. You know, I didn't feel like they were, they were just cutting people off too early. It didn't feel rushed. They just went award, award, commercial break, award, award, commercial break. And that was it, right? They plowed through six awards in like 10, 15 minutes. And then they spent the next 30 minutes doing fuck all. And I'm like, this is why the pacing's so whack. If you can pace them up properly and have an award, award, commercial break, award, award, commercial break, you know what I mean? And you can easily blow, get through all the awards in a three-hour time, no problem. And everyone would walk away happy accomplishing what they want to accomplish for the night, and that's watch people win awards and give speeches. I don't know how the pacing is so horrendously off. In their defense, I think it's possible within that 35 minutes um, the Will Smith situation happened. I can't quite remember. Possible, possible. That might have been. That might have been why it was, which might have added, you know, five to ten minutes, them trying to figure out what the hell's going on before they can continue the show along. But still, the fact that they were able to get from, from 12 down to 6 in like 15 minutes and then it took about an hour to get through the rest of those six. A little silly. Yeah. Yeah. I want to quickly just point out another thing that uh, drove me nuts, but another thing that I really liked about like the show and how they presented it. You already touched on the thing that I liked, which was kind of like the montage of James Bond and the Godfather, but also like the group 
for the anniversaries, right? Like Juno, yeah. the group of them coming out with an award. And then with three guys from Pulp Fiction come on. Like, you know, yep. th things like that, like where they had like trios from a film that we've all seen before for like uh, whatever arbitrary anniversary it was to then award the next winner. That was fun, especially the Pulp Fiction awesome. where they had the briefcase and they go, do you want to know what was in the briefcase? And they open it up and it's got the gold glow and all three of them are looking at it and they lift it up as the best actor in ballot. That's awesome. Now, I thought that was great. The only weird one was the James Bond one. I thought the, the cut scenes, like the clip, the sizzle reel, I guess is what it's called, was awesome. But they had three people who had yeah. nothing to do with the James Bond come up. Why wouldn't they get like like uh, like Daniel Craig or, or you know? There's so many Bond actors alive, or Bond directors, or Bond girls, or you know, people who who are part of the Bond movie and help make those movies, and they just didn't bring them up. I don't know why. That felt silly. Yeah, I agree with you. For the 60 year anniversary, I thought the montage was actually great. Uh, it they was picked, fantastic. They picked the best Bond song that there was. It was really yep. fun. I agree with you. They should have had three people involved. Like three of the Bonds would have been obviously best case scenario. Really, like, if we're grasping for straws, just get anyone that showed up. Like, we don't... Daniel Craig would have done a great job. Yeah, we don't need three athletes there. I'm sorry. I, I do love Tony Hawk, though. It's always a pleasure to see him. You know, you know, I'm not trying to pick apart Tony Hawk and the rest of them. But yeah, I think uh, three Bonds would have been pretty sweet. But, you know, uh, you can't complain too much. I, it was still one of the highlights. <laughs> don't want to diminish it. I liked, I liked the little montage they did. Yeah, I'm was... pretty sure when they had the people from white men can't jump and woody harrelson obviously from the movie is one of the ones announcing goes wow nominated three times first most i've ever said here <laughs> he was announcing the winner of the award that was yeah. fun yeah one thing that drove me nuts though which kind of ties into the rest of this where they had time to do all these montages which were fun uh, to do all the skits which were not fun we had all this time to do all this stuff they didn't have time for the eight nominees, or for, for eight of the winners, but also, they had to cut. They had to rush people off. Uh, it was only for a few that I noticed, but it really... Oh, I know the one you're going to put. There's one that was horrendous. One that was embarrassing. There was one that drove me nuts. Yep. And drove, I guess, is a play on term, because it's drive my car. Absolutely. That one was frustrating. It was actually insulting, because Hamaguchi was the director for this. This is, I believe, his first win. He's a very well-acclaimed director. I haven't seen his other films. I can't speak on the rest of the movies. But Drive My Car, I think, would have been one of the best case scenarios for a winner for, like, the best picture. Like, I think it was one of the best films that was in this roster of films, obviously. You know, I don't love all the nominations. But I think the film's incredible. He did an absolutely incredible job making this movie. And this is really his only chance at getting a speech. Obviously, it was the only award he won. It was the only award that we ever thought it was going to win. And I had no chance that the other three... So the fact that he had this speech and he was cut off almost immediately. Like it was, it was so rude. So it was quick. Really, really bad. I immediately turned to Hayden and goes, that was the moment they started playing the music. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's up there for a minute. He was so freaking quick. I do think, and the only thing that maybe justifies it was from my memory in his speech, when they started playing the music, the line right before it kind of sounded like he like finished the speech. You know what I mean? He really did like like finish and pause and then they played the music and then he kept going. So maybe they thought it was it was over, but they should have known it was only 45 seconds. He wasn't over. He just won a massive award, right? Yeah. Like, biggest award of his career, most, or so far at least, and for a major accomplishment. They should have known it was going to be a little longer than that. Like, this is one of the big awards, right? I know yeah. it's not one of like, the big five or big six or whatever, cool. but it's, it's one of, it, it, in my mind, that one 
best animated and best documentary are three very important awards. They're all like the best of that type of film, right? So I, I don't know. I thought I immediately thought that one was. That's the only one I noticed. I actually thought the rest of them. I, I thought the rest of them actually gave them, gave them plenty of time. I didn't really hear anyone else get rushed off too much besides that one. Um, there, there's another one that I noticed. Uh, well, there's a few that I, I kind of noticed, but I think the reason why it's not as noticeable is because they edited, obviously, the eight that did win. They already edited their speeches, so they technically didn't show them getting rushed off. They just showed the 20 seconds they wanted to show, right? I yeah, guess, well, that's different, yeah. Yeah, in that aspect, it wasn't as bad because you don't see them. It's just so insulting to blare the music over them, especially the for, music. Uh, especially yeah. with Hamaguchi's case where he is doing the speech, they play the music over him, and I liked how he was like, no, no, no. He's very frustrated. He just wants this moment, and they're kind of cutting him short. So he refuses yeah, to leave. No. They turn the music off. He continues, and I swear, they only let him continue for 10 more seconds, and then they have the music go, and they had people escorting him out. It looked terrible. It was so bad. I it was I was really frustrated by that. I did not like that at all. I yeah. agree. I, it was fast. It was not. It, it was very quick. Yeah, that one was blatantly clear. Like it, it was. It was insulting. It was. It was the like, worst I guarantee part of the you night. that award. The announcers announcing the award spent more time in their preamble. No one insulted them. It's not no. their fault. In their preamble, that he didn't in acceptance speech, yeah. and that's not the pitch. Yeah, it was very, like, that was the only time during the night that I actively, like, just got very frustrated. Actually, I got frustrated yeah. another time. I guess we'll get into that just in a little bit. I wanted to quickly bring up uh, the other time that I noticed that they kind of brushed it quickly, only because the one right after was clearly significantly longer. That it was, it was such a vast difference that it made me realize how much the other one was cut short. And it was the cinematography, I believe, for Dune. They had the, the people that did the cinematography for Dune. I believe it was the cinematography. I'm trying to think of it. it you know, Dune won so many texts. It could Dune have been won a lot. One. It they could have been. There quite a bit. I believe it was cinematography because it was one of the only ones that Dune actually got to do live, right? Yeah, I think they only got two live, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the rest, the rest of their awards were the ones that were done without a live Which audience. Live. Coda won more awards live than, than, than That's Dune. That's true. Coda won the most Even awards Dune live. Dune doubled the amount of awards Coda won. Yeah. So it was interesting. It was one of the only ones live. And the guys up there doing their speech. One guy quickly said something. There's two of them. So it kind of made it a bit tougher. Because then the second guy went up to the mic. And I believe he only said like <laughs> two sentences. And they were already playing the music. And he kind of stood there awkwardly. And he looked at his buddy. And they kind of like did like a half hug. And he walked away. Like, you know, it sucked. He looked like he was a little annoyed. But, you know, they won an Oscar. It wasn't, a it wasn't as... Yeah insulting as Hamaguchi. The only reason why no. I realized how quickly they cut them was the one after was in Kanto for Best Animated Film, and it was so long. All four of the people that had the award. I think that's the way it should be. Um, no, it's not like I, yeah. I wanted to take time away from Encanto. Just give more yeah. to the guys who won cinematography. Yeah, it only, yeah, it only occurred to me how much longer it was because there's four of them, and they each had three times to say something like they all said their thing and then they all yeah. went again and then they all and went all a third time somebody yeah yeah they all went three times to quickly say some stuff so it lasted about like three minutes while cinematography guys give them three minutes yeah hey they, they i had no issue with it yeah my issue was you know there's two cinematography guys and the second guy Got to say one sentence, and that was it. I was like, man, what a fucking difference. And I also don't think every award needs to have the same amount of time. You know what I mean? Like, people are just going to care more about what the best lead actor winner has to say than the person who won hair and makeup. Right. That's just the way it is. And I'm okay with that. And honestly, I think the people who do hair and makeup and costuming and all the other 
small rewards. They're fine with that too. They're happy to have their moment. But give them their moment. Give yeah. it to them live. I agree. Let them say what they want to say. Don't cut them off quick. And when it isn't one of those smaller awards, though, it is for sure a very important award, like Best International Film. That is the best movie of the rest of the world, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it got a major, major award. And you give them, like, maybe a minute tops. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, like, the craziest one of the night. But, you know, they didn't have time to show everybody's speeches, but they definitely had time to show Amy Schumer as Spider-Man, baby. Woo! All right, so what was the most frustrating part for you, Quinn? You said that you mentioned that there was a moment that got you more frustrated than Hamaguchi getting ushered off to you. Oh, okay. Well, it was more so for one of the wins. I'm sorry. Belfast winning screenplay is so frustrating. It is just, I, I just, the one thing about the movie that I don't like is the screenplay, and that's what won. So I, I, just, I just didn't like, you know, whatever. I, I had a decent chance at winning. It ended up winning. I actually won $140 from it winning screenplay. So oh, I wow. Should, yeah, so I shouldn't be that annoyed, but I am because like I, I just don't want it. But at least yeah. I made money off it. I literally put money on it because I was like, you know what? It has a decent chance. And if it's go- if I'm going to have a terrible night, I'm at least going to be rich. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm not going to let. That was the one award that Belfast won. Belfast, how many was it nominated for? It's nominated for a good few. I think seven or eight. Seven? Yeah. Seven or eight, yeah. It's not over credit. It's the only one at one, which I'm, which is what I predicted. Say. So there's a lot of this. This one, Power of the Dog, was nominated for 10, only won one. Licorice Pizza was nominated for Best Picture, didn't win a thing. A lot of movies, Nightmare Alley didn't win a thing, right? Yeah, Nightmare Alley didn't win a thing, is, even though it was nominated for Best Picture. A lot of the ones nominated for Best Picture. Okay. Just to clarify, you said Power of the Dog was nominated for 10. It was nominated for 12, by the way. Oh, right. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was nominated for 12. Even worse. Even worse. Yeah. Even worse. Even worse odds. That's less than 10%. They did terrible. <laughs> It was insane. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I thought I might have gotten something, but no, literally, it got the one lock. That was it. It was a tough night for power. A tough night for Netflix, really. Yeah, no. tough night for Netflix. And then, and it just goes to show that I think it's just I don't think Netflix can really hold the campaign that long. They go so hard at the beginning. They're right? too like, early. Yeah, they they blow their load too early. Yeah. They go way too hard, too quick. They immediately become the front runner, and then everyone wants a, for an underdog. So everyone finds one problems with the movie to make fun of it because you always want to make fun of the front runner, and then find another movie to white knight and champion as a contender to beat the front. Runner. Yeah. And then the moment that Coda became the front runner, you saw everybody making fun of Coda and saying how Power of the Dog was a more cinematic film. Right? It's so funny how Twitter and people are always hate whoever's the front runner, and the moment someone else is the front runner, now they start defending whatever one. It was weird. Yeah, like Power of the Dog got 12 nominations. Lost Daughter, which I thought was only going to get one nomination, got three. Like, every Netflix movie overperformed, I guess, except for Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, people thought it might yeah, be Yeah, that one not too big of a job. I thought it would be way better. Yeah, yeah, it actually got, like, the minimum it, people expected it to get. But still, it's crazy that these big films that, you know, Netflix comes out with way more noms than people are expecting. They come out overachieving here, and then they underachieve at the actual night. It's crazy that it, that tends to be the case. It does way better than it should at the beginning, and then does way worse at the end. Uh, so there's really three other things that aren't award-focused you know, or really script-focused that... Uh, or really like the elephants in the room. Uh, let's save the, the big one for last. Let's quickly go over the other two. Because Tristan, we got the Twitter polls, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. The thing I hate about the Twitter polls was how irrelevant it was to the, to, to the show. 
Like, it, there was no one announcing who won the Twitter polls. It was just after they finished the awards, before the, the credits started, they go, here's the five big best Puya moments from film. And then there's, he was like, here's the five best Twitter ones. When it showed the five best fan favorite Twitter movies, me and Hayden didn't see, like, the thing pop up on the page saying five best Twitter movies. And it didn't say it out loud what it was. They only showed it. So we were both looking, looking at our phones. We look up and goes, wait, what are they counting down right now? What are these? I'm like, wait, is this a Twitter fan favorite movies? And he's like, no, it can't. I'm like, yeah, they would have mentioned it. And we kept watching. And sure enough, Cinderella came second. Army of the Dead came first. I'm like, oh, that must have been it then, right? And then later on in the show, I remember this. I don't know if anyone was caught this. But after that, like a couple commercial breaks later, it says, and coming up next, stay tuned for so-and-so's coming on, so-and-so's coming on, and Twitter's fan favorite movies. I'm like, wait, oh, so that wasn't Twitter fan favorite movies. So that's still coming up. And then it never came up because that was it. They just got it wrong when they announced it for the commercial break. That It was the most lackluster, you know, no one cared about forgotten moment of the Oscars, which I was actually excited for going into it. I feel they kind of just like they uh, dropped the ball. They, they didn't make it important. They didn't mention it. Um, and I knew it wasn't going to be like a real award. I knew there wasn't going to be an actual trophy handed out. I knew there wasn't going to be anyone coming up. But I assumed they would have had at least somebody like talking about the nomin- you know, the top five and the winner and having this little rule behind them on stage. But no, not at all. Just like a YouTube video countdown before the trailer <laughs> commercial started. Yeah, it was like a Watch Mojo list. It was. It was literally a, no Watch Mojo list. At least have a narrator <laughs> and they explain why the movie's on the list. No words, no narration, just number one or number five. Then like. 10 seconds sizzle reel of the movie with the name in the bottom corner. Then number four, then a 10 second sizzle reel with the name in the bottom corner. It was literally like a half ass YouTube video at the Oscars. And that's, I don't know, I thought it was stupid. Yeah, this is kind of what I was expecting to happen only because it was going to be between Cinderella and Army of the Dead. And I think You're the right. Oscars. I feel like if the Twitter poll went the way the Oscars were hoping yeah. and it was like in between like three of the top three of the Best Picture nominees and, like, maybe, like, two of the ones that are still big movies that kind of got snubbed from the Best Picture nominee, like Spider-Man or, like, Tick, Tick, Boom or something weird, you know what I mean? And those were the top five, and the winner was, like, you know, Power of the Dog or, or Dune, right? A big Oscar yeah. movie that's not going to win Best Picture, though, because, you know, it didn't. Uh, then they, it would have been a much bigger deal, and that's what would happen. But they don't understand how the moment you put something on Twitter, uh, it's out of your control. It's going off the walls. And, of course, the top three were... Snyder fans, Cinderella, which is the troll vote, and then Johnny Depp fans uh, in a movie I literally never heard of before last night. So it yeah. didn't play out at all the way the Academy wanted. I don't think we're going to see it back, even though I didn't hate the idea of it. I just hated the execution. I didn't hate the results. Just the way Oscars handled it on the, the show felt lackluster, and it felt like it just wasted time. Well, when it's at the point where it's literally just fandoms voting for a movie without like actually knowing if the movie's good or not, like, do you think every Snyder fan actually thinks Army of the Dead is good, maybe, because they're just blindly loyal to Snyder. But do you think it's just because they vote for him because but they like it, Snyder? Oh, you know, that blindly loyal to one creator, right? And, you know, I love a lot of creators, right? I don't even hate Snyder. I like Snyder. I don't think he's bad. Yeah, he's fine. I, I like Nolan. I don't think all Nolan's phenomenal. I mean, if you're that blindly loyal to one creator, you got to take a break and, 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 and take a step back. I agree. So, so I'm saying at this point, like, these results were like a joke right like clearly the, like the oscars just got punked which is how every twitter vote works they should have saw this coming uh you know like the results were terrible like they, they don't need to do this again this this was a yeah, fun I don't think joke they I, I do not think they're gonna do this again and i don't think they should I, I i think it was a fun joke for now but like it would just be a constant bashing of this meme that fans would be voting for like they would I, never I do get what they think want 
if they did this again, like a couple of years, you say they keep doing it. I feel in a few years the trolls will just be tired of it and not care. Maybe and then so the trolls will leave alone. But I agree. I think the fan bases and the rabid fan base would still be. There. You know what I mean? Like the Cinderella troll vote, I think would, would they, they would leave that alone. But the rabid fan base of like Johnny Depp and Zack Snyder, these people are just crazy fans. You know, or Star Wars. God forbid if a Star Wars movie comes out, we know what's winning that year. Star Wars fans are insane. Well, oh, well fans are pretty crazy too, and they even couldn't beat out Johnny Depp and Snyder fans. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I knew that. Don't underestimate the power of no. Snyder fans. No, they're I insane. Never would. They will shut down Times Square for fucking Justice League. All right, like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So I think if this is the way that they wanted to go, because obviously they were expecting Spider-Man to win. And this was their way to get the, you know, the tweens out there to watch them give a little quick honor of Spider-Man. And it became pretty apparent that it was not going to be the case for Spider-Man. And uh, the Snyder fans were going to rule out on top. I think the reason why I was brushed aside is I assumed ABC, what, was the ones that forced them to remove eight of the nom- eight of the awards for the they actual were, Yeah, they come out and said that, yeah. Or the producers have come yeah. out and said that. And ABC put their foot down on it. Yeah, that. so ABC was the one that forced that. We don't know who was the one that forced this fan vote. If I was to make an educated guess, I would assume it's ABC, because I just don't think they have any idea on how to... Like, I think the Academy actually likes movies. I think ABC, which is owned by Disney, just wants people to watch the show. Like, like they, they just want yeah, viewers. Like, they, they don't care about movies. They just but, want um, fan votes, whatever. Didn't the Academy, the Academy is the one that wanted to do like a, uh, the best popular movie a couple years ago? I wasn't super active with the Oscars then. Was it the Academy or was it ABC? Like, I it sounds like ABC has been wanting them to make this more of a sh- broader show for all fans for a while now. And I feel like they finally put their foot down this year due to the 9 million viewers last year. Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. Maybe, I, I don't know who, I can't remember who brought that one up. Yeah, I'd I have to double check it. I, was to, I, assume that, I, I just assume ABC has no say on the award. You know what I mean? Like what awards right. are giving out? Um, I feel like they put maybe, pressure on it, but it would have been the Oscars' call, and I feel like they. And I think that's why the Oscars yeah. pulled it back. You're right. I feel like it was ABC's call. They wouldn't have pulled. Yeah, yeah. I think ABC probably kept telling them to do it, and they may have just caved and said, "Okay, yeah, fine, we'll do it." And as soon as they announced it, they realized, "Okay, yeah, the people we care about don't like it. Fuck it, we're not doing it. We don't even want it." I feel like they do want to increase viewers. They'll never get back to the forty million. No. They just won't. Viewership habits have changed. I think the thing they gotta do is make it a celebration of movies. You know what I mean? Like, make everyone who loves movies a celebration. I think one of the great ways of doing it is what they did this year with reunions. I think that's one of the best. I wouldn't have the, the you know, three fun. people come out from that movie, give, say a little, you know, reminisce about the movie a little bit, a quick sizzle reel in the background, and then you get on to announcing a movie. I think that's honestly one of the best ideas they've had for a long time about getting people to watch it. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I, thought, I, I thought that was great. Mean, I think it was some of the best stuff. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. I, it was probably my yeah. Like I said, one of my favorite surprises of the night. I think I think yeah. was those. Yeah, I believe I said the hardest I laughed was at the J.K. Simmons being Timothy Chalamet joke. But I think I am going to correct myself here. I think the hardest I laughed was when they announced the best film moment, and I was like, okay, hundred percent, it's Endgame or the Spider Man, right? Like like it's got to be the two. Number three was Endgame. I went, oh, that's weird. It's not even number two. Okay, well Spider Man's winning. Then Spider Man was number two. Foolish yeah. of me. I saw those two and I was like, wait, I, it like took like a few seconds to show the, the winner. I just sat there racking my brain. I was going in my head. I was just speed running every iconic film moment I could think of. And I was like, 
what could beat Spider-Man in Avengers Endgame? Like, like what, what is it? And then it showed up the Flash in, in the Snyderverse. I literally died. I was laughing so hard. It was hilarious. I just I also, no, it, was, it. it wasn't like the, the Twitter fan favorite movie was only for 2021 film. Yeah. This top five cheering moments was for all films. Like, yep. throughout cinema history. And all five of them were from the 90s or sooner, yeah. or more recent. And, and three, the top three were all superhero movies that came out within the past three years. Yep. Brutal. Absolutely embarrassing. Tristan, you are telling me that the seven-year-olds that vote have seen films from the 2000s and older? No way. Well, no, they're still watching Teletubbies. Yeah, yeah, they're watching Teletubbies and Avengers Endgame and Snyderverse. That's it. That and also, I thought I also knew Spider-Man: Home, No Way Home was going to be on there, but I thought it would be the moment when when Andrew Garfield saves Zendaya. Zendaya. I thought that was the most cool raw moment from the movie. Um, I, and then I thought the second most cool raw moment would have been when they opened up the portal and we saw the second Spider-Man for the first time, Andrew Garfield. I thought it was that. I thought the one they picked was like the third most cool raw moment from that one movie, let alone top five from cinema all time. I don't think any movie in No Way Home is a hoorah moment top five of the of No, all time. but I thought the one they picked was the third hoorah moment from that movie alone. Yeah. It wasn't even like the best moment from the movie, I thought. Twitter voters have no fucking idea what a good movie moment is, clearly. That's what this top five showed me. I don't like I don't know. I'm I'm happy for the Snyder fans. I it, it, was, it was an absolutely amazing moment. It was easily uh, the second best moment of the night. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but it was, it was iconic. It was so fun. I absolutely loved seeing Snyder win best film moment. And then, of course, just like Tammy Faye, they went for the double whammy. They went for the clean sweep with both awards they were nominated for. Because Zack Snyder, baby, got best film of 2022. Hilarious. How does it feel, Quentin, that Zack Snyder had a better win percentage here? Then, uh, I mean, not better win percentage. One more than Power of the Dog did. Yeah, it was a big night for them. Spencer got uh, Spencer didn't get a single win. Uh, Snyder got two. So what do I know? Power of the Dog was nominated for twelve and won one. Zack Snyder nominated for zero, won two. Beat that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Beat that game champion. Yeah. yeah, they sped. They 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 breezed through that though. If if, if it was a Spider Man win. They would have had a big moment. Uh, Disney owns ABC. It would have been like the final moment of the night. But no, they, they brushed through it because uh, screw Snyder. They blew through it. Yeah, they it were ashamed. Yeah, they, they did not like it. Like I said, I didn't know it was on uh, until I'm like, wait, what is this countdown for? And then I, I saw the result. I'm like, oh, that must be Twitter's fan favorite. Yeah. That's the only thing that movie will ever win on. Yeah. yeah, Disney's only win uh, was Encanto. And they made sure we knew it because they made that bad boy last five minutes. They gave it two sing- song performances. It was only nominated for one. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, you know, I, I actually don't like We Don't Talk About Bruno. I, I think it's a, a very annoying song. I actually thought it was very fun uh, for the Oscars. I liked it. I think it's a fantastic song. It was very fun. Uh, the live rendition was okay. No, I, I, I actually thought uh, it was uh, less boppy and annoying. I, I kind of liked this version better. It was less boppy for sure. I, yeah. I like the boppy version better. Okay. They also took out some of the cool verses, and I like some of the verses. Anyway. Yeah, I, I do. I, I kind of miss some of the verses. I agree. But I, I thought the uh, I thought the dancing was fun. I, I liked it. It was uh, the best song of the night, at least. You thought it was the best song of the night? 
well, you know, I thought the rest were terrible. So yeah, I guess by default. I like No Time to Die. I thought that was a good performance. It was good. I once again, I think we discussed this when we did the predictions. I I just don't like that song. I just think the song's very. Cool. I like. It. But I like, it, it, it was good for the the song that it was. I really, like Billie Eilish. Won, a, won an Oscar. Good for her. Yeah, she awesome. is a future EGOT winner in the works. There's no way she's oh, not going to win. Oh yeah, yeah, she's got it. And then, she already and has Billie the Billie Grammy and and the Oscar. You got to think of Tony when we do her for her to win. No. If she wants one. And and she's and so they talented. hear Emmys out like candy, so she's got to get the Emmy. Those are hard to get. She, and, and she's so young, and she's really talented. Oh, she's very young. I'm very talented. And Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't win the EGOT last night because she won that award instead, which honestly I think Heinz, it might, be, might be a good thing because I think he's going to win the Oscar eventually. He just will. He'll get it. He's gotten too close too many times to not win at some point. And he wasn't there last night because his wife got COVID. He, couldn't, he wouldn't have been there to, to, to accept his EGOT if yeah. he wanted. So it kind of worked out probably for the best that, that he didn't win it here. Hopefully he will win it at the time. But yeah. I believe he also very much deserves Speaking of not being there that night, Hans Zimmer didn't show up, which was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was common. He was working. That's why he wasn't there. It wasn't just because he said not nah, F you, or was it because he just didn't? Uh, he, he probably had work, but I like to think it was just an F you. Like, I'm sure he's a very busy... Though I can't know why. He was touring. He's touring in Europe right now. Okay. Yeah. I think if they had it live, I think, I think it would have he would have found a way. Yeah. All right. You can get a plane ticket. He he, he would have found a way. I, I agree. It, 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 very likely. If it was a lie. He wants to go to change his plans, take a break from tour, fly halfway across the world. He's in Europe right now. Fly, fly all the way to LA from Europe. So halfway across the world. And then fly all the way back to Europe to continue his tour so he can accept an award in front of an empty theater. He's not yeah. going to go out of his way for that, right? Yeah. Uh, but if, if, if it was going to be live, now that's something go out of your way for it. it's a freaking oscar from the academy award you know what i mean like that's something to get out of your way for yeah but to accept an award in front of an empty room i don't plan so really the, the last big thing here the one that really everyone's talking about tristan and obviously we, we touched on the it a little bit everyone is talking about even people who haven't seen the oscars at all people who haven't seen a single movie nominated for the best picture this year are yeah. talking about it. yeah and my co-workers came up to me today and they're like hey quentin you saw the oscars right Will Smith hit somebody. And I was like, yeah, 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 he did. Like, like, that's all they know. They, 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 they could have told me. Somebody. You don't even know who Chris yeah. Rock is? Chris Rock is a very well-known individual. He's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's an A-list celebrity okay, as well. Well, maybe, maybe they say Chris Rock. But, like, come on. There's no way any of my coworkers even know one of the nominations for Best Picture. But they know Will Smith hit Chris Rock. I don't know if there's anything we can say that hasn't. No. Um. This thing's been the talk ever since it's happened. And it will be um, for probably about like six to eight more hours before something else comes along. Right. But as of now, it is the news of the town. And it's pretty crazy. It's, I was there. I watched live when the whole La La Land Moonlight mix-up happened. And I thought that was the craziest thing at the Oscars. And then sure as shit last night, watching it live again. And Will Smith walks across the stage, bitch slaps Chris Rock in front of the entire audience. That was one of the most insane, like live event. Like that was that's crazy. Something happened at a live show like that. I believe even when it happened, I, I was convinced it was fake because there's no way that something this crazy just happened on screen. Uh, but was, you know, yeah, it was, it was too insane for it to be real. It was yeah, too crazy. It was. It was because yeah, I believe even before I went to bed, I was like, okay, I think this is real. Like it has to be real. But by the time I woke up, 
It was like a moment of clarity. There's absolutely no way this was fake. There's no way Will oh, Smith. I knew it was real before yeah. I went to bed because there's no way the ever plan something that entertaining. They wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> yeah. They haven't for no. years. No, it was you too seen... genuinely yeah. enter- enjoyable for not enjoyable, entertaining. It wasn't enjoyable. It was entertaining uh, for 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 it to have been a uh, plan by the academy. They can't do that. Really. Yeah, I saw the I saw the five minute bit of one of Sykes in a museum. There is no way they thought of this. No, no, no. It's just, but that's a shame. <laughs> that, and, and it was way too real for it to. Yeah, I know. People yeah, 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 it fake. There's no way. There's no way that was fake. That was no. 100% real. No, I but can say without a doubt. Here's my opinion on it. I think everybody, besides, honestly, I think not Will and Chris, I think everyone else, everyone around it and Twitter and everything, has blown this way out of proportion. Either making this a way bigger deal than it was. You know what I mean? I see people, a lot of people being real mad at Chris Rock for insulting somebody's disability you know what i mean and just being ableist and rude to the disabled people and then i see people on the other side real mad at will smith for physically assaulting a man and just brutally destroying a man physically in front of live tv and it's like it was one bad insensitive joke it wasn't a good joke it wasn't even a relevant joke it's a gi jane reference in 2022 that's the most insulting part of it <laughs> it was a horrible um, joke you know it was a horrible joke it wasn't funny but it wasn't like and yet don't worry, he was making fun of Jada Pinkett Smith for having alopecia, which you shouldn't do, and it wasn't appropriate. But he wasn't making fun of a disabled person for being disabled to have a horrendous system. He wasn't being able. It was a bad, shitty joke that he probably shouldn't have made. And then Will Smith walked up there and slapped the guy across the face. He didn't drop kick him and, and beat him to a fucking pulp. He didn't leave him in a pool of his own blood. He bitch slapped him and rock, walked back to his seat. All right? It was one bad, shitty joke, one bitch slap. Not a horrendous insult to the, to the disabled community and disabled people everywhere or a horrendous violent act that children are scarred for life for seeing because they saw a man get brutalized on tv it was neither one of those things everyone's blowing this up so big and out of proportion it was a shitty joke and a, and a bitch slap and that was it the only thing that made it crazy and relevant was it was done in front of millions on a live stage yeah. the biggest award show in the world or biggest award show in movies and that's what makes it so relevant that's what makes it crazy not that it was a horrendous, offensive joke that's mean to all disabled people. It was an insensitive, offhanded joke. You know what I mean? And it's not like it was a horrendous brutalization of violence on, on television that's ruining the minds of millions because now kids are scarred from watching, you know, Chris Rocket shit kicked out of him. It was a slap. You know, I think everyone's blowing it out of a portion is the biggest. They both come out and apologize and seem like they just want to move on. Obviously. They both just made a horrible call. Like he shouldn't have not made that joke because it wasn't even that funny, especially no, in comparison. It wasn't, yeah. best it wasn't funny. Yeah. Even even if she was bald just by choice. The a G.I. Jane reference in 2022, like, it was it's irrelevant at this point. It's not even like that creative of a joke. It was low-hanging fruit, but the fact that it was also a disability, it was just a bad joke as a whole. And then on the flip side. Uh, Will could have literally handled it in any other way that would have been better than to hit somebody live on television. He could have just, you know, talked to him after. <laughs> that seems to be the, the most logical choice. Or go up on stage still, grab the mic, and maybe just say, all right, like, get out of here, Chris. Or, 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 like, call him out on, like, that being uncalled for. Yeah. Or, or even do the whole yelling stuff from your seat. Yeah, I was about to say. Or he right? can still sit there and say, don't talk shit about my wife, and he was swearing and stuff like 
that's justified because because you know to them it crossed a line and to others it has as well he's allowed to sit there and swear at him but yeah yeah, going up and hitting a little uncalled for they both stepped over the line a bit but guess what baby this was great television so i forgive both of them i think we should all move on because that was crazy and that's showbiz baby (laughs) yeah maybe that's my cynical mind here but that was showbiz that was that was a moment we were not expecting the headlines could be obviously people saying it was assault or whatever. I mean, by dictionary definition, sure, it was assault. Yeah, but of course, it came out today that Chris Rock isn't pressing charges. No. Obviously, he's not going to press charges. No. In my mind, it was never even a question whether he's pressing charges. The answer was going to be no. And uh, people seem surprised online that he's not pressing charges, that there was assault and he should be arrested or whatever. I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> by no means should Chris Rock press charges. No. Glad he's not. And also, you could tell he's fine when as soon as it's over. Yeah, he kept joking. He, kept, he, he stands there. Chris, yeah, he's like, oh, you guys wanted something fun for the Oscars? Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think Chris Rock did a phenomenal job of just going, okay, and moving the show along. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, and the host or anything, he actually just moved the show along. He went immediately into just announcing the winner for Best Documentary. And that's yeah. really all he could do. That was the best way to handle that. Don't say any more about it. Don't keep, you know, he went... He said, hey, it was a G.I. Jane joke, and then just moved on. You know, like, I, I felt like he handled it as best as he could at that situation. I don't really know what else you do when the biggest celebrity in Hollywood just bitch slapped you in front of everybody. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of tough to move on. Yeah, honestly, like, a lot of people would have um, not necessarily fought back, but would have reacted in a much more heated or yeah. more frustrated way. It, it could have became something even worse. It was just one hit. And he moved it on pretty, pretty cleanly. Like he kind of, I, I thought his joke of, he hey, there was like a 30 second pause, but he just looked shocked. He just looked like, did that, did that just honestly, I didn't even feel the 30 seconds. Cause it, it I, everyone, uh, everyone was shocked. Everyone just, like, I was, I was in shock too. It felt like we continued immediately because I was, I think I was, I just froze in time for a second. I couldn't believe it. Easily the most shocked of the whole night because none of these awards were surprising. It was it was insane. I still can't stop thinking about it. I've been talking to my friends about it. It's crazy. To me personally, it doesn't change my opinion on either Chris. No, I really like both of them. I think they're both great. I think Chris Rock's hilarious. Um, not that joke, but generally, I think Chris Rock's very funny. I like Will Smith a lot. I still like both. I don't think this should change people's opinion on either. This felt very in character for Chris Rock. Honestly, the punching felt out of character to me for Will Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah. Chris Rock, uh, nothing's changed about my opinion of him. My opinion of Will hasn't changed, but it was very surprising. And that was maybe another reason why I thought it might have been staged at the beginning. But it felt so out of place for Will so Smith. out of Will's character. It feels so different from what we all know him to be as, like this relaxed, fun, chill guy. It was very out of character. Yeah, it was it was it was it was surprising to see. Yeah, but but it was a great moment. It was it was a great TV moment. It what you know, it's the only thing people are talking about, and really for good reason. It's just absolutely crazy. This was caught during an award ceremony. We never would have ever expected this to ever happen in a million years. It, it, it's insane. Now I don't know if by the time this podcast is out, which will be you know by tomorrow, I don't know if. By the time this podcast is out, this is still going to be relevant news. They might squash this within the next few hours. But just a few hours ago, they announced that the Os- that the Academy's in deliberation on whether they should revoke his Oscar. I don't know they if They better freaking not. They better not. I agree you with you. You know how many like, other horrendous people have won Academy in the past? I agree. Like, 
Roman Polanski, I'm pretty sure never got his award from him, and he should have raped a 13-year-old child. Yeah. You know, and then fled the country so he, did, he could avoid being arrested. Like, there have been horrendous people who've won Academy Awards. Will Smith is not a horrendous person. No. All right? He got mad in the heat of a moment because someone disrespected someone he loves. Like, that's, he's not a bad person. He just is emotional. And honestly, here's another thing. Have they asked Chris Rock? Does Chris Rock want Will Smith's award to be taken away from him? Because I guarantee you if they asked Chris Rock, he'd go, what is that? What? <laughs> no. Yeah. What do you mean? He fought after an entire lifetime worth of phenomenal work, right? A lifetime of television and movies. He finally won an Oscar. And you're going to take that away from him? Because he, he got mad because someone insulted him in millions? Like, come on. It would be ridiculous because there's no way they're going to punish somebody for bringing the best television the Oscars has had in a while. Like, exactly. No someone no finally does something exciting and you're going to punish him for it? Come on. Yeah. No, I think uh, I'm only bringing it up because I do think it's uh, interesting and I agree with you. They absolutely should not. I don't think they will. I think they're mostly saying it to maybe save face because a lot of people are kind of in an uproar right now. So if anybody's like, oh, well, why aren't the Oscars doing anything? Then maybe on Twitter they could be like, well, actually, they're deciding if they should take it away. Like, you know, to make it look like they're thinking about it. I don't think they really are. Literally, I don't think they're going to do Guys, we're deliberating what happened. We're going to figure out and come back yeah. to the plan and be better than before. And it's all just like PR bullshit, which is fine. I know they, they have yeah. to say that kind of stuff. But they're not going to do anything about it. And they shouldn't do anything no, about they it. Shouldn't. It's not that serious. It's two grown adults who had a disagreement, and they settled it between themselves. And if it does, we riot. Yeah, I, I would actually be really annoyed. Yeah, I would be that. very mad. I would actually be... You, I don't think you should take awards away from people, no matter what they did, right? Because no. they did still win the award. They earned... Unless it was like, like hot cheating, uh, like steroids and stuff. Because then you can argue they didn't actually win that award, right? But right. They, it, you shouldn't be taking awards away from people for things that have nothing to do with that award. Because they still earned that award. They could be a horrendous person. They could be... A, a terrible human being, but they still earned that award. They proved to be the best in that field or in that category for whatever that thing was, unless they're caught cheating. That's really th everything on our end. Is there anything else about the ceremony that you wanted to point out, Trist? I think we covered most of it. I overall, although I thought they were predictable, I still had a good time, no matter how bad the Oscars. Honestly, I, I just like Oscars and seeing people win awards and give speeches, and I, I had a great time. I had fun. Do you think, because, uh, you know, it looks like it's an option here, Apple could win two years in a row. Do you think uh, they could win back-to-back -back here with Coda and uh, Killer of the Flower Moon, which is uh, Scorsese's next upcoming film that is beginning quite a bit of buzz? Could they do it? Well, here's what I think. Here's, I, I have no idea. The answer is I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. What I do know is that trying to predict any sort of Academy Awards, and I think I've proven here today that I'm very good at predicting that prior to watching the movies <laughs> that are contending for them that it'll never work, you'll never be good at it and it's just a waste of time I don't even think about the Oscars between the Oscar ceremony happens and like October, I don't think about the Oscars for a freaking second, <laughs> not even for a second you know what I mean, because it's just irrelevant to that point it's not until we actually end like the Oscar ceremony, in the Oscar contender series and then the, the four-year consideration period and then the, you know, the, the big final push towards the Oscar wins, that's when I start to care about the Oscars. Prior yeah. to then, it's never relevant. It doesn't matter. I have no idea of Killer of the Flower. I haven't seen the movie yet. But hey, I like Leonardo DiCaprio, so I'm, I'm rooting for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I have no idea. And plus, the thing is, Scorsese doesn't even like, have that great of a track record. But no, it is fun to think about enough. that. Suddenly, Coda, or I guess not necessarily Coda, but Apple as a whole, 
They took down Netflix. They were the first streaming service to do it. It is kind of impressive. Every single one of the time Coda won an award, they gave heavy praise to Apple. They really, really did. I don't know if they were told to, if they just truly felt it. They gave heavy praise to Apple. They really, really sang their praises about how helpful they were with putting the movie together and how they're willing to do anything to push this movie and everything. That seems like all real positive news for Apple in general. Yeah, well, Apple, which seemed crazy at the time, I don't know if you still remember this, Tristan, uh, but Coda was the most expensive purchase ever in Sundance history at the time. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Apple came swinging in with its big dollaronis, and they paid $50 million to get acquisition of the film during Sundance, which was never before seen. It, it, it was... Really, fifty million is the most a Sundance movies ever before. Yeah, Sundance. Yeah, by by far, I think like the second most was twenty million, like over double. Oh wow, wow! I had no idea. Yeah, it was an absolutely huge get, and that's kind of what started to get some steam. That okay, Apple sees a lot of faith in this, and then August comes by, it drops really with like a whimper, right? Like it didn't get that much buzz. No, it it really didn't. And we kind of thought, oh, Apple literally just burned $50 million just because they wanted to snag it before any other studio could get it, right? Like, Netflix probably would have scooped it up if <laughs> Apple didn't pay $50 million for it. They just so, dropped cash on it? Yeah, yeah, they, they, it wasn't even close. They just dropped a large amount of cash. So, Apple paid $50 million for Coda, right? They paid $50 million for a Best Picture Oscar, basically. That seems like a fucking steal. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. It seems like, like it. Like, like, I know, like, the most expensive movie from Sundance of all time, sure. But $50 million for a Best Picture winner? That feels pretty freaking good to me. The biggest acquisition for this year at Sundance was also from Apple. Once again, by the biggest margin, it's the only film, I believe, to be in the double digits. Only at $15 million. It was not as big as Coda. For $15 million, Apple bought Cha-Cha Real Smooth which is from the same director that did Shit House, which me and you, I, I believe, especially me, when we did, when we discussed that film way back in the 2020 ranking, I said, keep an eye on a second movie. This film was so well-directed, so well-made. This next movie, I think, I think he's just, he's, he's got, I think he's got a really good talent. And it was the most beloved film from Sundance this year. It's getting a lot of buzz, just like Coda, you know, maybe not as much, but Apple picked it up immediately. Yeah, I heard Apple's, something general this year was kind of weak. Eh? That's what I've heard a lot. Yeah, 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 I heard that as well. But yeah, Apple picked it up. Apple's got a thing for picking up these little movies. Uh, it's dropping early. I believe it's coming out in a month or two. So it doesn't really feel like it's an Oscar flick, eh? Well, Coda came out in August. It came out super soon as well. Yeah, but I mean, August is, is a lot closer to Oscar than May. Right. Or April. Yeah, 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 April or May. Shithouse was the guy's first movie. He made that on like $20,000 or something silly, something ridiculously small budget, like a, right. a shoestring budget if I've ever seen one. But if here he has an actual, you know, money behind him, they are really interested to see what this guy can do because he clearly has, has an eye and a talent. So he's yeah. very, very interested to see what he would do with a little, little more money in his pocket. Well, Dakota Johnson is co-stars with him, so he's actually got like a cast. Oh, so he has an actual actress in that, not just his <laughs> yeah, friends yeah, It's just not some no, friends just, from college. They did good. The acting in the movie was not bad by any. No. The, but they yeah. weren't actors and actresses. They were just friends from college. For what Shithouse was, it's incredible. A $15,000 yeah, I mean, movie. When I insane. first watched it, all of a sudden I tell you, you know, I knew it wasn't like a big block off. Right. Block, block off this movie, but I knew it was an indie film. But I had no idea it was only 15000 And I had no idea it was just a student director who made it. 
That is insane. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely insane. It was a very good movie. I would actually pinpoint it as of all the movies I've seen about college life and just sort of encapsulating right. what modern college life is like. I think it might be one of the best. One of the best. It, it's, I I agree with you there. It, I think it's and one you of can the best. tell it's from somebody who was actually in college, who lived in dorms, and did it relatively recently because it's very very much a real story of what happens to almost every college student. I think at some yeah. point in time in their career, they all have a night like what shit house to pick. So obviously most of it takes place yeah. at night. Yeah, and I've heard this film is even better. I, I've heard that you really this is a oh, fantastic second film. I'm I'm excited for it. Keep an eye on Apple. I think you know maybe not even necessarily Killer Flower Moon, but just moving forward. I don't know how Coda was lightning in a bottle. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they can do it again. But it's crazy. It dropped in August. Nobody really talked about it. It was like dead in the water. Nobody had it for anything. And then it just started. Pick, it kept picking up. Once more and more people were watching it, and people realized this is a just a beautifully well-made movie once more and more people realized that and it became this not only ended up but really this rose to the top as like this leading film in the last week it's crazy it's awesome i think it's great good coda win uh you know it kind of got overshadowed with the whole will smith thing but i guess quickly before we wrap it up tristan where would you have coda in like your rankings for best picture like i don't expect you to have a list but like do you is this i don't top five is this like mid-tier is this like a, obviously not bottom of the barrel for you i know you love it no i really so i don't it's tough for me because it's like on one hand it's like do i think it's objectively one of the best best picture winners right no probably not but is it one of my personal favorite best picture winners yeah i mean probably of you know i've i got into the oscars real heavy in 2016 was when i first got into them but 2017 oscars 2016 movies and the uh this might be my favorite winner um oh no Par- this for parasite Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't actually have like a full list out yet. You know, I'm watching them all and then I'll maybe make a list. But well, just, of personal favorites, yeah. not things objectively. Right. right. And just based on the last 10 years, I would just to make it a nice, easy number. Uh, I, I have it very high. I have it at four or five, I think. I think the film is incredible. I, I think it's a very beautiful film that I don't really think it will age poorly. I think every time people say, oh, well, it's so simple, it's so dumb. You know, it's not artistic or it doesn't have great That's cinematography. Cool. It doesn't need to be complicated or grandiose to be cinematic and fantastic. Right. And just exactly, great. it's great to have a wide range of winners. And anytime you watch this movie, I, I, th- I think you might have that stigma. Okay, well, yeah, it, maybe it's not that great. I think every time you rewatch it, you're just going to love it. I haven't rewatched it yet, but that on, it's just so Of all the best picture winners I've seen, this, I think, would have to be the number one out of hard press to find somebody who would watch it and didn't like it. I don't That's know true. how you'd watch that movie. It might not be your favorite. You might not think it should be best picture. But how can you watch that movie and after it's over going, yep, I didn't like it. You know what I mean? You're going to be so hard to find someone who says that. Like, it's such a feel-good movie. It's so entertaining and so, so fun. Everyone likes it. It might not be your favorite. You might not love it. But there's no way you dislike it. I, I don't see how anyone can dislike it. Yeah. Yeah, a worthy winner. I agree. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I truly believe it's the most deserving of those nominated this year, that's for sure. Well, well, that's everything on our end. Uh, Coda, another example, Tristan, came out on top on our list and it ended up winning the big title as well. And we did actually have it on our... We, we didn't think we were going to have the best picture. We did it. No. 2021 rankings, but we sure, sure did. Yeah, we, we still have the best picture winner 
in our list every year and it has not been broken. Thank goodness. We can we can take a deep breath there. I know we were real nervous. Which is exciting, you know, and it's funny. Two years in a row now, we have had the best picture winner as our winner for the ranking. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of crazy. And, and we didn't have Parasite at number one. Uh, how did that happen? That is kind of crazy. Well, yeah, 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 Parasite. We had Marriage Story that year. Yeah. Which didn't win, but I really like Marriage Story. Oh, I, I still stand by. Marriage Story is a fantastic movie. So oh, I, I, I really like it. The 2019 is just so good, though. You know, it's hard to compare. That's true. But it is funny that we've matched with the Oscars two years in a row. Let's see if it'll be three years in a row when uh, Killers of the Flower Moon wins Best Picture, baby. Or Batman. The Batman. Let's see if that wins Best Picture. I hope the Batman. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's everything on our end, guys. Have a great day.